0: This is the Inside Track podcast by the BVRLA. Join us as we speak to high profile guests from across rental, leasing, and fleet as they discuss their careers, react to the latest news, and look at what may be coming in the future. Hi, everyone, and thank you for joining us for our Inside Track podcast. I'm Adam from the communications team here at the BVRLA. Um, I'm excited today to be joined by Sabah mm-hmm. Fala, a professor of safe AI and autonomy, um, and the director of Connected Autonomous Vehicle Research Lab at the University of Surrey. The focus of Professor fuller's research is on safe and trustworthy AI-enabled autonomous driving for the mass deployment of CAVs. And prior to joining the University of Surrey, he was an Associate Research Fellow at the University of Waterloo in Canada. And, and there, Cyber worked on the development of advanced driver assistance systems for electric and semi-automated of the USA and Canada. Back today in modern day, the Cav Lab is a collective of academic scholars, engineers, and AI experts. They're at the forefront of research on connected and autonomous vehicles. And the team is exploring how to create innovative features for autonomous systems that utilise the latest advances in machine learning and artificial intelligence. Um, the team at Cav Lab were the recipients of the 2019 Guildford Innovation Award um, in the Emerging Technologies category. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Professor. Uh, that, that's quite the background. Um,
1: welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, Adam. Uh, thank you very much uh, for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here and talk to you and our, your uh, audience uh, about the autonomous vehicles, AI challenges and potentials of these new technologies.
0: Fantastic. Um, so let, let's get straight into it. Um, as, you, as your background suggests, your area of expertise and your history, it's very much Leading with the technical side of things, the technological aspects that will make autonomous vehicles, you know, a reality, bring them to our roads. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how quickly would you say that space is developing, and what are the key things that are sort of impacting that rate of change?
1: Uh, this technology is going really fast uh, in the last a few years. I would say that in two thousand eight or in two thousand ten, I didn't expect that autonomous cars come to reality soon. But after a couple of years, as you see, everyone is talking about the autonomous cars. Uh, Cruise is uh, uh, running its uh, robot taxis in San Francisco. Waymo is doing that as well, and there are a lot of other uh, startup companies that are working on these uh, technologies. But uh, yeah, the technology is going uh, very fast. Actually, the autonomous cars are come uh, is intersection of the three different uh, technologies that they have come together to make this uh, technology a reality. The technologies are com- uh, connectivity, automation, and AI. Uh, in the last five, 10 years, I would say that we didn't have any of this technology being mature, but then now we have this technology. We reached at the stage that these technologies are uh, mature to work together to make their self-driving car or autonomous vehicles a uh, reality. We have now 5G uh, technologies. We have the high level of the automation, high- uh, power computing systems, and we have uh, AI, you see that we have chat GPT, uh, everybody is uh, fascinated about that uh, technology. So yeah, uh, these uh, technologies are in the level that come together and work together to uh, drive the car by themselves. Amazing. You, you mentioned 5G there. I, I
0: presume that's one of, sort of the, the most critical milestones we've we've hit recently. Um, I mean, could you, could you go into a bit more background about what that has opened up um, or any other key milestones that we've maybe hit over the last couple of years in that acceleration?
1: Uh, in terms of the 5G you are talking about, or in terms of the autonomous vehicles altogether? Yeah, altogether. Yeah, all, all together, I yeah, yeah. Uh, as I said, uh, the, the the main milestones that we have in terms of the technology, one is the high computing power systems that can help uh, the car to run uh, high Computational optimization algorithm and AI algorithms. On board of the vehicle, we have the 5G that enables the car to uh, talk or communicate with the uh, clouds, with the V2X infrastructures uh, uh, very quickly and rapidly. And also, we have the AI at the stage that we can uh, use for this uh, high risk, uh, I don't say the high risk. Uh, this uh, very fast uh, uh, technology or very advanced technology. So yeah, uh, the milestones achieved in each sections, 5G for the communication or connectivity, in terms of the automations, uh, power computations and uh, in terms of the AI advanced uh, algorithms that can generate or do sophisticated uh, tasks. So these are the milestones uh, reached together, but with the development of this each technology, the challenges comes as well. For the connectivity, we have the challenges in reliability of the connection. connectivity in terms of when it comes to safety critical applications, such as autonomous driving, when the human lives is involved. So reliability and safety is a major barrier for the deployment of this technology. So with connectivity, with automation, and with AI, each one has its own challenges in terms of the safety that should be... Resolved and it should be assured in terms of the safety in order to have this technology on the road. Yeah, I think that that's
0: certainly the key thing. You know, whenever you're looking at you know the the standard press, so to speak, the national press. Whenever you're talking about autonomous vehicles, that that safety element
1: it it comes through. It's it's just the key thing. It's what everybody talks about. Exactly. Uh, if if you look at the uh, current uh, situation with uh, Cruise and Waymo, the, the situations that they have in uh, San Francisco, within the one month, there are a lot of concerns, a lot of discussions about the safety of the, these uh, cars. Uh, the technology has evolved a lot. I think we are in the stage that the technology is in the stage that can be used to drive the car autonomously. But in terms of the safety, we are not at that stage. In terms of the autonomous driving and um, most of your uh, audience most probably uh, um, are aware of that. We have the five level of the autonomy, level one, level two, to level five. Uh, level three, above, we call it highly automated vehicles. Level three and level four, we have some sort of the human uh, engagement in the driving task, but in the level five, it's all machine driving the car. The question is that when we reach to the level four or level five of autonomy, or even level three, uh, again, in terms of the technology we have this technology to work even for the level five as I said the robot axis that they are running uh, uh, in in, um, in uh, San Francisco. But the main challenge is that they are robots they are not human. If we want to use this technology they need to they need to negotiate with humans they need to cooperate with humans. we we have the uh, two choices for this technology. One is that to have the mixed traffic, level five autonomy driving with the humans, or another solution is to have the dedicated transportation system or infrastructure for the highly automated vehicles. Each one has the pros and cons of itself. If we go for the dedicated one, we need a lot of um, uh, investment in the infrastructure. Governments needs to be involved to make the effort. But the question is that, does it that much of investment pay off in the short term? I don't think so. We don't have enough penetration of the autonomous cars in order for the, for the government or the uh, stakeholders uh, um, uh, related stakeholders to invest and build the transportation for that one. So the other option is to have the mixed traffic, as you see in the San Francisco or uh, other place in the U.S., that the cars try to drive themselves uh, to drive by humans. But it's not possible. It's not safe, and we cannot assure safety. There are different barriers. Again, in terms of the, if we forget about the connectivity, I want to focus on the autonomy and especially AI. Uh, the problem is that uh, let's start uh, with that statement from House of Lords. There was a report from House of Lords in two thousand and seventeen. They published that if we want to, CAV, which stands for the connected autonomous vehicles, can bring a lot of benefits to our society in terms of the uh, safety, in terms of. Uh, a traffic management uh, in terms of the fuel uh, optimization, different aspects of the transportation, but we utilize the full benefit when we have the full automation, so level four or level five. The main belief in the automotive sector is that the gap or the bridge between level four and level five or level three to level five, between the mid automation level to high level automation or fully automation level is AI. We cannot reach to the high level of autonomy if we use AI or if we have the powerful uh, algorithms that help car to drive itself. And as you see that in the uh, technologies, AI is everywhere in the pipeline of the autonomous driving, in the perception system, the decision making system, the behavioral decision making system of the autonomous car. So without AI, we cannot drive the cars the way that we want to drive it. Uh, but what is the problem with the AI? AI suffers some serious problem for the autonomous driving. When everybody talks about the AI, uh, okay, using AI for the chat GPT, uh, to helping you to come up with some, answer some questions or uh, to uh, help you to find the uh, roadmap for something is totally different from the driving a car. Driving a car is challenging. We as a human, we are super intelligent creatures. So uh, we know how to drive, we know how to reason, and how to perceive the environment. But at the moment, AI systems and autonomous cars that we have, they are robotic systems, they are not human. What is the challenges that we have have with the AI for the autonomous driving? At the moment, I would say that we can categorize the barriers in four categories. The first one is um, verification and validation of these AI algorithms. In the last, uh, last 10 years, okay, the cars were human driven. It was the car, at uh, a human driving the car. So if something goes wrong, it was a backup and the backup was the human. So human was the responsible to manage the situation, to manage the risk. But when the AI and autonomous cars come in the, uh, in the, into play, who's going to take the responsibility in the case of the emergency? So is machine going to take it? If we use it a very basic or classical techniques they are deterministic algorithms is very easy to uh, repeat the test to uh, do the verification and validation but when it comes to the ai ai is the stochastic or in other words a random procedure so you cannot have the repeat the test to assure for ten times of the test, or for one hundred of the times, or one thousand, any times that you repeat the test, you get a different answer because it's a random procedure. So, this is the one challenges that we have for the autonomous driving verification validation assurance of the safety of the AI algorithm through the testing. Okay, another problem that we have with the AI is the perception is uncertainties. We cannot see the systems that work perfectly. Uh, there are sometimes that uh, AI make mistakes. So how much uncertainty we can tolerate our AI systems. For example, if the car is classified as a human or a human has classified as an object, another object, but how we can handle this uh, situation. But the main challenge to me are twofold. One is data and another one is decision-making. In terms of the data, uh, we need to have the data that are uh, the source of the AI algorithms are data. So the systems are learned from the data. The data that we have, we should make sure that it's not a bias. It was a very really interesting uh, uh, report uh, recently released, I think it was last year or two weeks ago, that the cars make um, uh, um, or less uh, uh, emergency actions when they uh, see the uh, 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 kid pedestrians or not uh, adult pedestrians. Uh, it, I think it was from uh, one of the uh, London universities. I don't exactly remember. But the point is that this comes from the data sets because the data set is not enough to cover the different objects. Kids, adults, older people, it make, the decision it makes or classification it makes is biased. So we need to have the data that covers all situations, all uh, conditions but it's not possible to cover everything. We need to have a huge amount of data, a long history of the driving to make sure that uh, the uh, system is trained for all cases. Uh, so there is a need to people come together, ethics come together. I would say that elites come together from the legality side, from the ethics side, from the engineering side, from the computer science uh, a, a group. Come together, sit together, define what is the best data for the driving there. Uh, or for training our AI systems. I don't think we have at the moment a very solid uh, guideline in terms of the data for the autonomous driving and for the AI to be used for the autonomous driving. So this is the one challenge that we have, at least in the UK, or uh, I'm not sure in the rest of the world. Uh, This is a challenge that we have. The data is not uh, enough ready for Autonomous driving. I know that Tesla is working hard to collect the data. They have recently uh, developed a new uh, computation and cloud uh, 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 infrastructure to collect the data as many as they can and retrain the algorithms. Another mm-hmm. problem that the, we come with the autonomous driving is decision-making. Yeah. The system can learn, AI can learn whatever it has been trained for, okay? So if something comes that this, it hasn't been seen before, it cannot, manage it or it's yeah. hard for the system to manage it and there are some things that the AI get confused with very easily when we talk this uh, about the AI everything uh, everybody thinks okay super intelligence they can um, uh, uh, compete uh, they can um, compete uh, humans they can sometimes a bit human No, is not going to happen AI is in early, very early stages it was very interesting a story in uh, uh, in uh, uh, news. And it was one of, one of my friends as well. He was—he has a Tesla, and I was in dinner with him a, a few weeks ago. Uh, he told me that I was driving my car, my Tesla. It was on the autopilot, and it—it it was a driving on a tree. And he said that I was drinking my coffee, and I don't know why the car smashed brake, and the whole coffee was uh, <laughs> over me, and it was—I—I I was really. Uh, angry. Why the car uh, smashed uh, the uh, brake with no reason? In the, uh, on the when I was driving on a, a trip, I told him another story that happened in U.S. It was a uh, it, is, it is in news that uh, a, uh, owner of the Tesla complained uh, to the Tesla that every time I'm driving my car on the highway, on a very really specific certain point, my car brake. There is no car. There is no uh, object. There is not nothing. There is nothing at the car objects they test out try to figure out what is the problem at the end they realize that there is a billboard next to the uh, this advertisements at uh, a billboard next to the road there is a police officer with the stop sign and the car sees that the stop sign and thinks it is a real stop sign and they start braking at the middle of the highway so look as a human when i see that the billboard i know this is advertisement is a fake It's not a real stop sign and it's not a real officer mm-hmm. But the car can recognize this difference. It's, it sees that uh, the stop sign stops, so this is very dangerous cases. And there are other cases that uh, we have for the autonomous driving. For example, there are a lot of cases. If you look at the YouTube or if you look at the news, the car. For example, there is another case that the uh, Tesla was confused the red the, the, the yellow moon with the yellow traffic light. So. In the middle of the highway, again, the car is slowed down and it was a dangerous uh, case for the autonomous, uh, for the other road users as well, to uh, for the car to uh, uh, stop uh, braking. So as a humans, we have some sort of uh, communication, nonverbal communication to each other. We talk to each other without talking to each other. For example, we can horn the, uh, 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 to give the way to people, or I may nudge my head to give uh, the pedestrian approval to cross the road, uh, the uh, street. So there is some way that we negotiate to each other. We talk to each other without communicating to each other. We communicate to each other without talking to each other. This is not the way that car can communicate with the human. There is no bi-directional communication or a communication between human and um, machine. So this is the challenges that we have. But let's give you an example. Assume that is a, a, a cross uh, road and a pedestrian wants to uh, cross the road. When I want to cross the uh, the pedestrian wants to cross the road, I stop, the pedestrian trusts me, cross the road, and then I go. But if the pedestrian doesn't trust the autonomous car and the autonomous car waits for the pedestrian to pass, it doesn't help the traffic. It's it caused the traffic, it caused the problem, mm. uh, things like that. And another example that I can give you let's assume that you you are driving on the one a single carriage away, and there is the solid uh, yellow line on the um, uh, side of you. So you cannot, if there is a car uh, broken or something happened, you just cross the uh, uh, solid line because you want to save your time, you want to uh, uh, avoid causing uh, uh, traffic jam, and you, can't, you want to save time for yourself and others. But when autonomous car comes to this situation, because it's a human engineer, it sees an object obstacle, so it cannot move on. There is a solid line, so it cannot cross the line. So it stops forever. So yeah. it's not helping the traffic situation. And you saw in the news as well there was a, a case that the cruise uh, was blocking the emergency car for not uh, for not be able making decisions, or the cruise car was going to cement uh, the uh, new cement situation stuck in the cement. So these are the cases. What is the source of this problem? Why AI or autonomous car? cannot handle because of the type of the reasoning as a human we have. As a human, we have three types of the reasoning for making decisions. One is deductive reasoning, uh, abductive reasoning, and inductive reasoning. We have the system for the autonomous car to make abductive and inductive reasoning. What is the difference between these three level of the reasoning? Abductive reasoning, inductive reasoning, you learn from example. So you see something, for example, if I my son uh, learns uh, to drive, he sees me and then from the way that I drive. And you have the abductive, you have the rules based on the rules, you make decisions what is the right conditions. But there are cases that you haven't seen before or you don't know what's the rule for that. So you think about it and make decisions based on that. This is the deductive reasoning. This is the capability that autonomous car doesn't have. And as long as they don't have that capability, they cannot be driven by uh, in the mixed traffic scenario or alongside the humans. We have, we can think, we cannot reason. The car cannot think, cannot reason. So this is the main barrier that we have for the autonomous car if we want to have it in the mixed traffic. That's why I'm always say that, okay, I'm the fan of the autonomous driving. As long as we cannot make the AI systems be able to think about its own action or we have the mechanism that make a reasoning about the actions made by or decisions made by the ai system we cannot trust this yeah
0: and as do, do you think with like you say the with you know chat gpt is the the example i think most people are familiar with even though it's vastly different you know that's already a it's fourth fifth maybe even sixth iteration as it progresses do you think yeah. AI has a ceiling high enough to be able to allow that kind of reasoning or is it back to your earlier point of it's just the sheer volume of data so ultimately you'd hope you get to a point where sort of every potential scenario has been covered and therefore the data can be fed in which says this is the best solution, this is the action to take?
1: Uh, We don't have it at the moment. We of course, but we have different type of the AI algorithm. If I want to roughly categorize it, I would say the four level of the uh, learning. The one is the supervised learning, generative learning, unsupervised learning, and reinforcement learning. All these of these uh, learnings are inductive. So the systems learns from the examples, and learns from the interaction with the environment. Any of these algorithms gives the reasoning or thinking capability to the autonomous driving. We need a new or a total new level of the AI algorithms that have the capability of the um, thinking. If you look at the chat GPT, chat GPT is the supervised learning enforced by the reinforcement learning. So it's a combination of the supervised learning and reinforcement learning. These are inductive learning. They are not the algorithm can uh, think. Uh, ChatGPT generates the text or make uh, sentences based on it has been trained. It's a probabilistic algorithm. Okay, so it generates based on examples that it already has been trained for. It has uh, no capability to generate or think about its own actions. Okay, so we need to have algorithms. A new novel algorithms. There are algorithms working on. I'm working with a few colleagues in different universities or in US, working or together to develop these algorithms that enable the cars to make to think about their own actions. But it's not easy job. We need. Uh, I think it's going to take time, uh, a few years or maybe a decade for the AI to reach to that level can reason about these actions or have that capability. Another challenge that we have uh, for the autonomous and AI systems, again, in terms of the safety and validation, is that they are black box. At the moment, is deep learning. Deep learning is a very powerful tool for the uh, 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 AI systems. But the problem is that it's black box. There is no way that you dig into that system and understand how the system makes decisions. So we need to have some mechanism that make current deep learning algorithm explainable or understandable, or add some additional tools to this deep learning, make them explainable and understandable to engineers, to the um, uh, authorities and other stakeholders in, in the autonomous driving.
0: It, yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting. And I guess when you refer to the, the different stages, four and five being that sort of totally automated. Yeah. Is that where you suspect, you know, you maybe a decade until we're at at the point where the algorithms have, have got to the point we need? So yeah. would you then expect that we'll be at that sort of level three and four for the next decade, decade plus, and there'll always be that element of human interaction, human override, because we yeah. simply will need it
1: before the tech is able to, to sort of overtake? Exactly, exactly. So what I can say that if we want to have the autonomous cars on, on the road, we need to look at the these important things. The first is that we need to have novel algorithm to give the uh, thinking capabilities to the autonomous driving decision making. We need to have enough data, but the amount of, the, of course, the data is important. But the type of data is important as well. We need to have to have the data that gives the fairness to AI algorithms that give the uh, unbiased uh, help the AI system to make unbiased decisions and uh, comply with the legality and other uh, human values. I would say then, so we need AI compliant with the human values, and we need to have the new standards to help the uh, OEMs and uh, automakers and AI uh, developers to uh, develop, to verify and validate the safety of their algorithms. At the moment, we don't have any solid, uh, there are a lot of uh, work going on. I know that British Inst- Standard In- Institute, Center for Connected Autonomous Vehicles, uh, c and other uh, b- uh, government bodies are working hard to develop these uh, standards. but I don't think we have at the moment a solid uh, guideline for the AI algorithm, how to verify and validate these algorithms
0: that's very interesting obviously the the crux almost everything you've been discussing so far Mm -hmm. um before we close it's it you know it's all around that safety element which obviously has to be (laughs) the paramount issue that is you know first and foremost are Mm -hmm. there separate algorithms are there separate considerations for other aspects beyond safety or is it just it's all about getting that right and then things like you know that I say driver experience, the passenger experience, the in-cabin environment is that completely secondary? Because
1: you know you have to get the cars safe first. Uh, I, I look safety. I don't say I don't want to uh, uh, emphasize on just safety. Safety is just a one factor. To me, autonomous con- uh, uh, autonomous vehicles should be human valued or in compliance with the human values. In terms of the human values, it's not just me, safety of me, it's the safety of others. Safety is the one thing, a smoothness of the driving is another problem, is what uh, 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 trust is another uh, aspect that they need to uh, uh, consider uh, to that fairness. All of these uh, things are important in extra to safe. If I have a 100% safe car that just respect uh, the uh, Safety of its own passengers. The society won't trust that technology. How about the pedestrian? How about the cyclists? How about the other car out there? If it's not fair, it doesn't make it. The decision is favored to its own passengers rather than to other road users. It won't be successful if, again, it, in terms of the it doesn't contribute to, uh, to traffic situation it just, for example let's assume that i have an autonomous car i want uh, this is an example that uh, um, Stuart Russell gives in his uh, book i want to go to the Heathrow and i'm in rush i tell my autonomous car okay take me to Heathrow as soon as possible so the car thinks two things and uh, two factors my safety my time so to reach to this goal and take me to the uh, Heathrow it cross all uh, legality uh, rules it uh, try to annoy the other uh, drivers. it may put a, a pedestrian in danger or maybe it, do, it does a very dangerous driving to make sure that i re- reach to that uh heat as soon as possible well in the shortest time with the safest the most safety on my as a passenger or as the owner of the car so this is a safety of the passenger is not the only one or safety of the whole transportation of course is the most important one But if we want to have this technology trusted and accepted by the society, we should look at the wider range of the values and norms that we as a a human respect, okay? So I sometimes compromise my time to give away to another vehicle or another car or maybe a pedestrian. I sometimes uh, 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 slow down to other one. For example, if I see the emergency car, I pull over let the emergency car or other cars go to give away to the uh, emergency car so there are different things that we need to include in the decision making of the autonomous cars to uh, make them to be enable them to drive with humans alongside the human if we can do that and if the associate doesn't accept them or trust them you know is the technology is useless no, it, it's it's fascinating it? that's probably a very strong uh... <laughs> message yep. to to draw some close on it yeah again i'm fan of the level four level five level three plus automation but i'm not fan of deployment soon because i like this technology this technology sh- this is the, 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 the different uh, uh talk that i had in the past my topic of my time why we cannot see level three plus on the road soon and this is all reason that i give to my listeners or audience this as long as we are facing these problems, we cannot have it. And the uh, the uh, the clear evidence is the current situation in San Francisco cruise uh, situations. So the car sees this problem, which very really common, uh, a really which was very really expected situations. So none of this situation happening is surprising to me.
0: Yeah, no, it's fascinating. You're absolutely right. It's while you're still in that learning phase, and you have companies that you know want to be the first to move, or they want to do trials in real world which i guess gives them potential access to richer data (laughs) you always have that higher risk of incidents occurring which is what what you reference and it's you know how how soon can you make that what level is what level of risk is appropriate and i guess that's where different different markets different companies draw their their own lines yeah which again brings us i suppose full circle to human reasoning versus robot led ai led and you know, it's a, a consistent yep. theme across the whole topic, isn't it?
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Fantastic. Well, I, w- I will let you get get back to your, your very today. Thank you so much for for joining us today and sharing those those insights. I'm sure, you know, it's an area that our, our members in our sector is, is watching very closely, very invested in, um, and I'm sure keeping a very close eye on what vehicle technology is coming through, what that means for their customers, what it means for drivers. Um, and as you say, there's still a huge amount of development to, to come in the years, decades ahead, even. Um, yeah. I mean, if, if people wanted to find out more, it's the, the CavLab website, isn't it? The sort of the
1: best place to go and see the work of you and your team. Yes, uh, www.cav-lab.io is uh, my uh, personal website, or you, they can use my university website to see what we are doing in our lab. Fantastic.
0: Well, Thank you so much again for your time, Professor. Um, and yeah, I'm sure we'll, we'll be catching
1: up a, a few years from now to see how, how everything's moved and how far yeah. advanced we are, if not Yeah, certainly. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's certainly. I'm looking forward to see how this uh, technology progressing And thank you. Thank you very much for having me. And we will be really in touch. Yes. Thank you so thank much. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you click the subscribe button. Please leave a rating or review and feel free to share this on your social platforms.